The talk today is Psychic Phenomena, emphasising the nature of the entities residing on the inner realms and the psychic realms. It's essentially a summary of the first four talks I've given, um, the human aura and the effect double, telepathy and thought forms, karma and reincarnation and nature of life after death. You can see, any of you, that these four subjects really also concern themselves with psychic phenomena. And uh, I suppose we could define what psychic is and what psychic is not, and what people pre presume to be psychicism. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, what I'm trying to actually sort of get to is the distinction between what I call the higher psychic, uh, the higher spiritual perceptions and lower psychic phenomena. Most people are glamoured by psychic perceptions. They seem to think that that's the whole purpose of evolution or to be in or to what existence is about, especially in the West. Those of us here in the West, we have materialism thrust down our throats since we were born, and materialistic science is the god of this particular universe from the point of view of this Western philosophy. Of course, we have Christianity and other Western religions sort of trying to speak of God and other such vague terms, and to them it's reality, of course, because they've got their Bible to prove it to them. But to us, we are looking at much more than just, just vague, vague ideas as to psychic phenomena or, or materialism. In the East, it's a different story. In the East, uh, they bought up on chakras, they bought up with yogis running around um, talking and de um, demonstrating certain types of psychic powers, and uh, some of them have been proven to fly, others of them have sort of kept their bodies alive under the ground for X number of hours when according to physical science they should have long died and things like that. They've done all sorts of psychic tricks to demonstrate and so the people in the East and India and places like that are, are well aware of psychic phenomena. Virtually all Aboriginal races, the Indians in North and South America, the Aboriginals and the shamans in Australia and the shamans all over the world, um, of course they totally believe in psychic phenomena. To them it's not a not a, a myth or a theory, it's, it's actually the living, living experience of day in and day out experience for them. And, uh, but we in the West, we seem to, on the whole, deny the existence of it because since the past 150 years, science has evolved and has told us that uh, no rationale and rational thought is what it's about. But that's 150 years out of millions of years of human development when beings have suddenly discovered there's uh, such a thing other than psychicism. Before that, there was witches and witch-burning and this whole sort of uh, play of, uh, of psychic powers that people were always involved in. I hope I'm not talking too fast. I'll go slower. <laughs> now, the lower psychic power is what lower psychic powers is what people normally think of as psychic phenomena. And um, this concerns such things as seeing the aura, entities that, that may possess a being, sort of ghosts and a bit of telepathy, uh, telekinesis and other types of fabulous words that uh, clairvoyance, clairaudience, all these types of things that, that people are somewhat glamoured by trying to develop themselves. It's no joke. There's much power in the psychic realms and in, in the development of these types of perceptions. What people forget or don't understand or have not realised 
is that these lower psychic powers is that which the children of the race, all children, have developed and have evolved out of, including humanity. Back in the early stages of human development, for instance in ancient Atlantis, onwards right through to the time of the birth of the Greek philosophers such as Socrates, people were psychic. They were naturally psychic, naturally clairvoyant. They live, uh, lived in a universe um, where they were controlled by the gods. They always um, did their dice throwing and all the various forms of fortune telling um, to see whether they could do this or that in accordance with the way the gods told them. They saw things which now is closed to you, and for good reason. I know when I talk of ancient Atlantis, I'm talking what to modern science is a myth, and some of you have heard of it in, in, in some of your readings, and you've bandied the word around. But it was a real continent with real people there. And the people there were clairvoyant and had psychic power. And mass, the whole population, just the same as we now have intellectual power, which from another point of view is just another psychic power. It's just from the point of perception, from the point of view of the viewer. The intellect was something that was to be developed. And it took thousands of years for human beings to develop the mind and rational thinking, which destroyed psychic thinking, which destroyed um, the ability to be receptive to energies and thoughts coming in. Because to have psychic powers on the whole in this infant state, you did not have a mind to control it. It simply controlled you. Those that actually had a mind used the powers to manipulate people around them, to manipulate the whole environment around them. They became magicians, black magicians, grey magicians, witches. The history of Atlantis is really the history of witchcraft and sorcery on quite a massive scale. Um, it's mentioned in the Bible of the evil of humanity at that time. Uh, they destroyed the entire continent. They turned it into a black continent. Um, through possessive magic, through all the things they created to attack each other with. Warfare continuously, psychic warfare as well as physical plane warfare. At the end of Atlantis they even developed such things as atomic bomb. And uh, if you read the Puranas and things like that, they spoke of Vimanas, flying ships. Uh, nowadays we use the term UFOs for the types of ships they actually developed. Everything was their whole technology was through the command of sound and colour. They levitated great rocks through sound alone, through mantras. That's how such things as the Great Pyramid of Giza was built. Modern science cannot build anything like that with all of its technology. They haven't got a hope. The Japanese, I think, some years ago tried to build something at a quarter of the scale of the Great Pyramid and failed. They're talking about lifting 200 tonne bricks up a very 200 ton blocks up a very very steep incline if they're talking about um, using dirt as a ramp the dirt alone the sand that they have to dig up would stretch for miles going up and up and then they got a tiny tiny little platform to work on of a hundred thousand slayers all sort of falling off the edges trying to sort of lift these 200 ton bricks up and the the whole concept is really absurd there's only about two or three cranes in the entire world today that can lift anything like that. 
even such things as how Stonehenge came into being. You know, people forget that those, those great stones were carried over very rough terrain over 80 or more kilometres. They certainly were not quarried on the spot. How were they carried? On the back of mules? Over sort of logs, sort of on a very rough, sort of rocky sort of platform? Uh, no. And if you go to the Mayan Inca civilization, you get the perfectly carved stones there, you know, hundreds of tons in weight lifted and carved perfectly. By what mechanism? Modern science can't do it. But the ancients did. There's many mysteries like that all over the, all over the earth. How did they carve the hardest of all the, the rocks in ancient Egypt? Some of those dorite statues. You just have to spend, you know, and, and wipe out chisel after chisel after chisel after chisel trying to make that very smooth skin and very fine lines um, of those incredibly tough rocks. Even with diamond-tipped tools, they can't do it properly now. They have to spend all year with machinery doing it. Yet they claim that the ancient Egyptians never had iron. They only had copper tools. Enigmas. The problem with the development of psychic power is simply this. When people have developed the ability to see other people's auras, read other people's minds, and um, see the chakras glowing there, and they have all sorts of desires, for instance, a desire to sexually possess another woman or a whole mass of women for that matter. They can easily manipulate the chakras of that person for their own ends. And when you get a mass of people doing that, then you get black magic on a massive scale. Terrible, terrible karma. That's what happened in ancient day and in ancient times in Atlantis. And eventually it was this, if I cannot have it, you cannot have it, I shall destroy it. So you can't have it. The whole continent was burnt, looted, destroyed. And the god of Genesis, of course, sank that continent. And Noah and his ark came out and uh, repopulated the planet. It's symbolic terms, but the actual destruction of the Atlantis by means of a great flood, or by means of sinking, is the truth. And there are many, many books on this subject we could read. Psychic powers and people possessing psychic powers have been since time immemorial. We all still have psychic powers, different types of them, different ways of expressing psychic phenomena. Most of you are telepathic. If you're not consciously, you're unconscious. You can see auras. Sometimes you get inner visions. You have your dreams. And of course, the psychic emanations of Atlantis, the mantras that they generated, precipitated into the plant kingdom. And you're now busily smoking those mantras. They're giving you your drug experiences. It's all that those drugs really are, is the collective mantras of the, uh, of the psychicism of the Atlanteans into the plant kingdom. Which, those of you that were Atlantean, are now re-experiencing in this form in a more materialistic way, awakening you partly to the type of vision you used to have in those days. The powers of humanity was rightly taken away from them because 
those that are responsible for human evolution are not interested in human beings destroying the whole planet through the use of mind combined with psychic powers. You understand how evil this planet is at present just with the use of mind alone, how materialistic the civilization is, how greedy the nations are, how greedy people are. They want more, more, more of everything around them. They're willing to destroy and to pervert power that they have in order to get that. The whole planet is being raped because of materialistic power, because of the use of the intellect. Those back in Atlantean days, those that had psychic power, well, they were clairvoyant. That was natural for them, right? It was just a natural type of visioning, same as your type of visioning now. So the intellect was a psychic power. And those that had the intellect and developed the intellect were those that ruled the civilization. We are now in this new age, evolving from the intellect back to the awakening of psychic powers. However, there's one vital ingredient that is missing, an ingredient is love. And that is what we must now develop. The whole purpose of um, evolution now, certainly with those that guide us, is to try to educate humanity how to love better. This is what the New Age is about. Uh, flower children and, and, and all the other beings that have come to try to show human beings a better, more sane way of living, a more loving way of interrelating. So that again, psychic powers can be given to human beings properly this time of the basis of love. I'm sort of stumbling around a subject which I do wish to introduce, which is black versus white magic, and the type of problems associated <coughs> with the development of psychic powers, the nature of black magic and the forces of evil is a difficult subject because one of the things that most of the New Age teachings seem to forget that there is such a thing as organized evil on this planet. Of course, you can look to the materialists with their great money empires, the multinationals and so forth, and the juggernauts of our armies and, and war machines as evil. And you are right in thinking thus. But there are also sorcerers and black magicians the dukbars, the shamans of all the religions, everywhere manifest, creating and manifesting great power over all beings, collectively manipulating people through their psychic powers, through manipulation of thoughts, people's thought energies, people's desire energies. They're not so much interested in individuals like you are in a whole. They're more interested in world leaders, world governments people in power over a mass or people in power over a group. And through those people in power over the mass or the people in power over the group, they can influence the entire group or the entire mass or the entire nation or the entire planet. One good example of this, which everyone knows, was Hitler and the band of evil-minded beings that he had around him. And it's well known that Hitler and those that were involved with him were involved in psychic power as well, they're involved in astrology and so forth. One day I'll be able to, or you'll be able to see some of the karma or the psychic, see it from an inner plane point of view and see that they were indeed just a bunch of black magicians incarnate again in this form, from former lives. So before people can properly awaken to psychic powers, we don't particularly want people to become Hitlers. 
on a massive scale or a group such as this or any other group to begin to manifest those power. They actually have to love properly. Essentially, when we're going to black magicians and sorcerers and witches and all these types of people, including the general sort of the old good sort of um, fortune teller down the street that you can go and get your cards read and give you some, some weird and wonderful information about your lives. Essentially, all of these beings are manipulators. They're in a power trip. They're after power, and all they're concerned with is power. They know that there's no real such thing as death, that reincarnation is the process of life, and they work with that factor also in regards to their own schemings. There are hosts of entities on the inner realms associated with these beings. All of you may have heard of vampire bats and, and black cats and so forth, that, and werewolves and, and many of the other types of images that the Hollywood sort of movie industry sort of uh, likes to present to us in some of their they're more gory movies, uh, the vampire killer and so forth. All of these things are based on reality, on the inner realms. It's a wonderful thing that virtually everything the human imagination can con concoct is something real on the inner realms, because it's in the nature of thought form making. I'm hoping that all of you have come to my earlier lectures, because uh, I don't want to repeat some of that information relating to thought forms and auras and so forth. One of the things also is that the human beings on this earth seem to forget is that uh, this planet is a one planet only in the solar system of which there are myriads of solar systems in a galaxy of which there are myriads of galaxies in the universe. And that this solar system has evolved in space and time as a part of a sequence of, of events of other solar systems and other planets that evolved in space and time. <coughs> and if you begin to awaken your eyes in the inner realms, you'll find that every planet, every solar system is alive with beings. Not all incarnate as human forms and these fleshy bodies as we are, but, yes, in astral forms, in mental bodies. Every planet in the solar system and every solar system in this universe has got its incarnate beings in it, has got its astral beings and its mental beings, its psychic entities. And some solar systems and some earth spheres have gone through the entire gamut of evolution. From beginning to the ending, we have great gods out there who embody solar systems and we have dark forces that have evolved also to great immense size and immense power. And when you begin to awaken to this inner realm, this world of psychic phenomena, you begin to have to deal with these or their underlings or all the way through to the human beings incarnate on this earth. The forces of evil are quite vast and numerous, as are the forces of light. The two evolve side by side and as an ancient battle that's been going on for millennia, long before this earth was, this war was going on and will continue between good and evil, between the forces of light and darkness. And it's all got to do with what you call psychic 
phenomena of psychic powers. It's the only realms there is other than this physical plane. And from the inner plane point of view, this physical plane is just another dimension of perception, another realm where awarenesses are developed, where psychic powers can be expressed. As I mentioned, the intellect is but one of them. One of the many dimensions of perception, one of the many states of existence, one of the many ways of viewing the universe. The one that most people presently are caught up in. And that is all. It's very limiting, but it's also very challenging. And enables you to control and manipulate the materialism around you. Psychic phenomena, as you're waking your chakras, allows you to control and manipulate the substance of the inner planes, of the astral plane, of the mental plane, and so forth. And all that these black magicians do, these forces of evil, is work with psychic power to manipulate control everything around them, highly organized and very efficient. And the beings on the path of light work with light and with love to oppose them, to sustain them, to keep them in jail conditions. Every being that tampers with psychic power, as soon as they start to play with chakras, play with kundalini fire, every being, no matter where they are, as soon as they start to do that, attract to them a black magician. These beings are busy with their open eyes, looking at the auras of human beings. And for the average human being, it's of no consequence. They are sheep. As soon as a being starts to awaken these powers, starts to tamper with these powers, then it's very evident to such black magicians, through looking at the aura, that there's a fire awakening there, and immediately they attract to them psychic entities of all types, psychic beings that want to use the power that is being generated for their own purpose. Thus we get the story of vampires, vampirizing energy from people. The thing that stands all human beings on this planet from from being totally manipulated are the forces of love, the great enlightened beings of this planet. They stand as guardians against the evil. All of them, no matter who they are, the Christ, the Buddha, um, every saint of every religion, the first thing they have to learn to do is to defend themselves from psychic entities and then to defend others or to protect others and the whole planet from such entities. And it's a war. Every ancient religion con is concerned, if you look at it properly, the history of them with this war, whether it was Egypt or even Christianity. I'm emphasizing or bringing out this particular subject is a difficult one from my point of view because most New Age religions seem to forget the fact that there is evil. They channel, they open themselves up to channel information from the inner realms and they don't train themselves how to protect themselves from thoughts and thought suggestions from all sorts of entities. All sorts of entities posing as light, brothers of light. Entities posing as healers. Entities with great knowledge, but fundamentally selfish and inherently evil. It takes years and years and years and years of training to know how to distinguish the, the very light glades or clear entities from beings of brilliant light. 
Most people are glamoured by the emotional swirls around them. They see through a glass darkly, to uh, use a biblical phrase. They see through their auric colourings and they colour everything according to what they desire. It sounds nice what is coming through, therefore it is good. I shall use this, they say. And what is coming through is nice superficially, but here and there are the distortions, and distortions are grey. And distortions but delude. They do not tell the truth. There's hardly a book that I know of that comes from a channeled source that is not from such a source, not from such an entity. Because these channelers have no training. Only if you sit at the foot of a great enlightened being and go through years of proper yoga instruction can you receive information from the inner realm that's not distorted. There's no shortcuts here, really. You think that those people in Tibet and monks that spend 20, 30, 40, 50 years in meditation and go in deep solitude um, can find a shortcut to their enlightenment, like people in the West seem to think. First, they must develop love and plenty of it before this higher awarenesses can come to them. People hear what they want to hear, see what they want to see. And that is the way of psychic phenomena. Because if you go into my past talks and you know about the astral plane and the way the astral energy works, then you'll see that immediately around you come the swirls of the colours of your aura. And that is what you see through. Whenever you send out feelers, which the channelers do, into the realm of thoughts, into the higher realms of the astral plane, immediately attracted to you or any other person, thought forms of that nature. If you're being creative, for instance, you're trying to do a painting or you're being a musician or something of that nature, and you get inspired. You've sent out your feelers, your thought energy, and to you comes all these images associated with what you've sent out. You're inspired with that. And you do your composition. Most true creative geniuses know it's not themselves that are doing the creation, but something that's working through them. Likewise, when it comes to channelers and psychics of all types, the training is almost not there anywhere. And the hosts of, of entities on the inner realms are just enormous. All that Jesus really did 2,000 years ago and any other great healer such as him was exercise, cast out of beings, the demons, the entities that incarnate into people who were developing and playing around with their psychic powers. The entities that were cast out of the man and put into the swineherd and the swineherd jumped over the cliff, for instance. You can read the Bible properly to see all the many, many examples of the way he cast out these entities in beings, these evil forces. It's not, therefore, an easy world to get into, what I call the lower psyche, the realm of the lower psychic powers. The chakras associated are the solar plexus, the sacral, and the base of the spine, and all the minor chakras what we call in the occult parlance the inner round. 
And each chakra is a doorway to, uh, to a dimension of perception, a doorway to a different state of being. If you have clairvoyance and you look around the room such as this with people such as you who represent quite a high level of spiritual beings because you're listening to this teaching, you're interested in this, these subjects, you would see, as well as your auras swirling around you, you would see entities of all shapes. You would see fish-type entities. You would see sort of grey, murky entities swimming around. You'd see the odd disincate person. You'd see the thoughts popping out of your heads as you're listening. This, in, on the whole, is the realm of psychic phenomena. Also, one could easily see the sex history of a person because most people have around their heads uh, and around their whole minds their last sexual act, their, 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 their own little sort of private sort of um, sexual imaginations. And all that is very easy seen by anyone with an open eye. So what does one do with this type of visioning? Right. If a man is seeing the desires of a woman, what does he do with that information? Or, of course, if you're gay, it's the same sort of thing for other gays. Of course, you generally follow up the act. Whatever come on signal there is, you will project yourself that way. Most people are interested very much in sexual pleasure, for good or for bad. Those that have a bit of psychic power, they have their power, their chakras awakened, and know that they can protect energies, can then send energies into the various chakras of that individual, make them very desirous of that person. It's quite easy to stimulate another one sexually through psychic phenomena or the psychic power alone. Most people are quite foolish and they don't really understand what is happening to them. People that do this consciously in one way or the other, are black magicians, witches. And people that set up whole organisations in order to get that out of the people around them are black magicians indeed. Much karma and psychic manipulation of other people, of other people's desire bodies, to make them do unconsciously what you wish them to do. Of course, sex magic has been around for millennia, has been around since the dawn of time. And great is the calm of sex magicians. Sex magic is when you're manipulating somebody else's um, sexuality for your own gain so that you can draw from that person psychic energy that you use for your own purpose to manipulate even a vaster arena of being. It means waking certain chakras uh, below the diaphragm and it means that those chakras begin to rule you until you become quite bestial. It means that entities start to incarnate in you from all over the lower realms of the psychic world and they begin to manipulate you. It means inevitably, inevitably it means that you become quite schizophrenic. Inevitably it will lead you to a lunatic asylum. Maybe not in that life, but in a later one, unless corrected. All people that play with psychic powers before they are ready for it become schizophrenic. There's their higher self, their soul, 
battling to save them from a hell state and there are all these entities starting to incarnate into them because they have chakras opened and no means of closing them or no understanding of what is endeavouring to incarnate into those forms. Because the hosts of entities on the inner realms that are trying to utilise a physical vehicle such as yours are legion in large number everywhere, omnipresent. And when you tamper with the awakening of these doorways, you open up the doorways between their dimension and yours, they come in. And they start to give you split personality, multiple personalities and so forth. Some of your bad trips, those of you who take drugs, are of this nature. Therefore, when it comes to true teachings of enlightenment, we first of all say awaken the heart, work of the heart chakra only, develop your love. And only when you are truly loving, only when you every aspect of your being is to help authentic beings, only then can the psychic powers be given to you. The psychic powers will develop of their own accord because of your purity of motive, because of the cleanliness of your aura, because your whole auric sheath is becoming becoming more and more responsive to higher energies, because there's no dull sounding noises clashing down there in the lower chakras. You're being cleansed and cleansed and cleansed of gross substance. Therefore, you're uplifting yourself to more refined states of being. To the realms of enlightened being, to great beings, the angels, the divas, the enlightened beings of past ages who become your friends, who pour their energies, their blessings, their love and their wisdom into you. Therefore, what I'm saying is that these psychic powers come automatically as a consequence of your path to love. Or you can do the other thing, which is try to force open the chakras, force open these doorways, in which case you become manipulated by black entities, grey entities, all sorts of entities that want to use you as a source of their amusement, if you wish. They want to use your energy for their purposes and they drain you of prana. They drain you of vitality. They sap your will. You become schizophrenic, psychotic. I doubt if there's one person in our lunatic asylum that is not there because they have not played with psychic powers in a former life and are now suffering the consequences. It is very evident to see the entities around them and the karma that they've incurred upon themselves. When you begin to understand the nature of these entities, then you see that most of them are relatively harmless. They're like animals. We have animals on the physical plane here, your cats, your dogs, and your pigs and your elephants and so forth. On the inner realms, you also have involutionary entities, entities that are still developing the equivalent of human stage of development in their respective planar dimension. There are two parallel streams of, of life in this planet. One is the angelic or the diva and the other is the human. One is masculine, the human, and the other one is feminine, the diva. And evolution goes side by side with them. I'll explain this in greater detail next week. But there are many 
many, many entities on the inner realms, like our cats and our dogs and our monkeys. Uh, they have not yet achieved human stage. And they love to play with human beings and incarnate into human beings that are awakening the doors that allow them to do so. Anyone is foolish enough to play with, with their lower chakras that are using mantras and some of these other occult methods and ritual and so forth to awaken them. Quite foolish thing to do. So you have a monkey incarnate into you and you think it's a great thing. All of these entities on the inner realms have intelligence. They evolve by means or the line of intelligence. They have consciousness and they can speak. Not only that, as I mentioned before, you have disincarnate human beings of all types from the great black magicians to the average spiritualist or the average religionist. And when they've disincarnated and they've left their bodies and they see a mechanism that they can talk to you through, then they'll pose as a great being with their wonderful level of knowledge they've gained on the physical plane, a little bit more they've gained on their realm to speak to you, to pose as a great being. You know how many sort of prophets and messiahs are on the physical plane? Imagine how many more there are in the inner realms have left their bodies. Not much more consciousness in terms of awareness than you have now, it's just simply they've left their bodies. And some of them are quite, quite dedicated in wanting to teach you things. Just as they would on some of these um, puppets and stages on the physical plane. There's plenty of people out there that are half insane that want to teach you lots of things. So you open up your um, chakras to their information and you think it's coming from a great source because you're too deluded to see the fact or to recognize the fact that there's not a great deal of light around that being. The being has got some right, yes, and aura, sure. But there's touches of grey there, touches of dullness. And most channelers anyway, and most people that are trying to contact these, entities, these realms have no real perception of auras as it is. It again takes a bit of training to see auras properly on the inner realms. So you have these disincarnate entities, these spirits, such as which Jesus constantly kicked out of people's bodies, um, through to disincarnate people. Most of them are crazy or insane when they are alive, or they are religionists, or New Ages, or whatever, posing as spirit guides, and whatever, trying to talk to you and give you wonderful words of wisdom. And it's easy to go through some of these books and see the sources of information um, that really come from this source. Then there are Dark Brotherhood real magicians, real black adepts that disguise themselves quite well if they wish to delude a large number of people through a medium. They can disguise themselves as a Christ. And because they have occult power, healing is the easiest line of work for them. They can easily heal the physical body. It's a mistake to feel that somebody who's walking around as a healer is necessarily a great spiritual being. It's just simply, on the whole, a charlatan acting as a healer in order to utilize those powers or that type of energy 
through for a different purpose or a greater purpose for themselves because there are many gullible people on this physical plane. Two healings of the spirit and generally when you need to be healed properly it means that you have to work upon yourself. It's not a matter of a quick drug or, or a few acupuncture needles into your body whether the drug is from the orthodox medical profession or from, um, from the alternative medical arenas. You really have to work upon yourself. You have to start to work upon your psychology. You have to start to heal yourself properly, become more loving. Work of karma. If you start to see yourself psychically and you go into your chakra, for instance, the arenas of your body where the chakras are and the areas of the body that they influence, you'll see that swimming in your solar plexus center are all types of psychic beasts. You make yourself small and you go in there and you have to battle them because these psychic beasts are your emotions. Some emotions are like sharks and if you're very, very emotionally volatile and you're attacking somebody with your emotions, these sharks fly out at those beings. Sorry for that. <laughs> um, and people send these types of entities out. If you see people on a football match and they're all busy sort of barracking for their team or they've lost or something, imagine the huge psychic entities they've created in mass. What about a war machine? What about an army on the march? What about soldiers fighting? What about um, neighbours sort of attacking each other because they can't stand uh, this or that aspect of their lives. What about all these types of aggressive acts that people do and sometimes as a mass against another mass? 